It's clear Miami has beef with Indiana on men's and women's side. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a little post-game handshake beef between Louisville and Texas. We also got some tea on Duke losing at home to Colorado. Celeste Taylor did the damn thing, but it wasn't quite enough. And then North Carolina, final in-game play. It's, it's giving stressful. It's giving I don't know. It's giving let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on ACC, Locked on Wolfpack a little bit. Thanks so much for being here. Once again, we always appreciate you downloading and subscribing to the podcast from anywhere you listen. Got a lot to go over. We told y'all the ACC women's basketball is it, and we were proven right. Let's start with the best part of today. Upset alert. Number one seed, Indiana, goes down thanks to the hands of the Cavender twins, Pendande, Dwyer, feeling it. Everybody doing what they got to do out of Miami. I mean, 305 just ain't, ain't messing with the Hoosiers. I don't know what's going on. The men took down their Hoosiers in their opportunity to get to the Sweet 16. The women did the same thing last night. 70 to 68, it was a nail-biting victory. I mean, you got to give all credit to Indiana because playing at home is tough. They hit some clutch shots. We almost went into overtime, but Miami said, hold that thought. And kept it pushing. Spring break in Miami never works out well for people from Indiana. March Madness is not working out with Miami in folks from Indiana. This is tough. This is tough, boy. Both Miami teams being lower seeded and upsetting uh, both both Indiana men's and women's basketball. Hooey, hoo, boy. I'll tell I would you what. not want to go to Miami if I was an Indiana student right now. No, no, nah. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it was a shocker that got the whole world tweeting. I mean, Mario Cristobal is jumping out the face saying, Ooh, how about them caves? You know, in, in the words of Mario, that you hits different brother. It hits okay. different. And, and with that being said, um, this was, this was a heck of a game from this team. I mean, you look at what Miami has been through in just this tournament alone. I don't know what it is about Miami when these tournaments come around and all of a sudden they turn into an entirely different team. Last year's ACC tournament, they were a bubble team coming in and going out. They were the ACC runner-ups uh, this year in the NCAA tournament. They come into this, this tournament as like a team that you're like, yeah, they're firmly in, but can they really do anything? Can they make any noise? First round, 17-point comeback. Second round, wire-to-wire victory over the number two team in the nation. I mean, you know, what more can you ask for out of Miami? A thousand percent. And it was thanks to Destiny Hardman's put back. Well, it was a layup. Okay, we'll call it a layup. Whatever it was. I think that Destiny definitely had that dog in her. Coach told her just win the whole thing. And more importantly than that, the Cavender twin, Haley Cavender, was lights out, hitting clutch threes when it mattered. Indiana was rattled, but they weren't shaken. They definitely had an opportunity to make this thing go to overtime, put it away. But I good on Miami, right? Running some clutch plays, going right at them with 40 seconds left, not allowing for them to even feel like they're going to hold the ball so they get the last shot and not leave enough time in case Indiana did score, which they did, and not be able to come back and score again. North Carolina, I hope you're taking notes. I feel like 
Miami just has the energy right now. Everything's going their way, but it helps that both programs are doing what needs to be done. At the end of the day, you get punched in the mouth, you fight back. Miami's men's team had a different opportunity in terms of they were leading for most of the way, but Miami girls, they know how to come back from, you know, being in sort of hard places and not getting too defeated and not letting themselves get out of the games completely. And I just, you know, kudos to them because as we all know, playing women's basketball tournaments, especially in the first rounds, you're playing at, you know, your opponent's um, home if you are not the higher seed. So that's a that's very, very high octane environment last night. Oh, absolutely. But this again, this team is is a team that they have thrived in the underdog role in tournaments yeah. over the past two years. Like the, when you don't expect anything from Miami women's basketball, that's when you can expect the most. That's when you, when you say to yourself, all right, they've done a good job, you know, but this just ain't their year. Destiny Harden's going to come through and say, it ain't what now? It ain't, <laughs> it ain't what? Those Cavender twins are going to come through and say, hey, we didn't get these NIL deals just because we're pretty and we're here. We can ball a little bit too. And so, you know, this is, again, a, a really good moment. I told you, Indiana likes to make the game slow, nasty, and mucky. But didn't I also tell you they got that Virginiana? And now look. <laughs> They're going to be figuring out what to do for spring break for sure. Let's talk about some messy, a little testy, if you will, a little spice happening throughout some of the women's tournament. Louisville and Texas was never a game. Louisville has shown and is proving that they've, they're the Louisville of old, figuring out ways to win thanks to the help of their leader, Haley Van Lith, who had a smooth 20 points. Okay. But it was the post game conversation, kerfuffle, if you will, that had everyone in a tizzy. Shout out to my girl, Alexis Cubitt, who loves to report on the Louisville football and basketball teams, she said that Haley pretty much was like, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to say what it was. You know, I'm going to keep take the high road, all the things. And I'm like, nah, sis, let's spill the tea. From what I can read a mouse, it said the girl, I think her name is Sonia Moore. I'm just going to go ahead and say her name is Sonia. Don't know her last name. So they were going to have a little conversation, right, Ken? Mm-hmm. And it looked like she said, so I'm a B word. I'm a B word. And Haley was a little confused because she held her up, you know, in the high five line. But it also said, oh, so I'm P word. And I was like, I couldn't quite tell, you know, what was said. But it looked like it was like, oh, so you now you got something to say? Say it to me right here's my face. So I don't know what was said, but it didn't look nice. I don't care about none of that. If y'all ain't going to put hands on each other, keep it pushing. If y'all, I mean. Haley can't put hands on her. She just made it a sweet 16. She can't afford that. Well, I'm I'm saying from the Texas player who lost or whatever is, I really don't care for all the dramatics and all the timeline tough guy activity. Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna get to it, if you're not gonna get active, you know, <laughs> let it go. Keep it whatever, keep going to the playground. Whatever was said, let it go. Right, Sonia Morris. Yes, yeah, Sonia Morris. There it is. Not more Morris. I had to get it right. It was gonna bother me. Again, but keep whatever, it cute. Keep it on the playgrounds. That's what you're saying. Whatever, whatever was said. Let it go. Now, if you if you feel like what was said was that that much of a violation, yeah, if it was that egregious, go handle your business. Go do what you're gonna do. But either way, I'm just not one. You're not with the post game shenanigans. I'm honestly, I'm not with any chit chat in like ninety (laughs) percent of situations. Either you let it go or you handle it, and I mean handle it. (laughs) Key key part of handle is hand hand. (laughs) 
<laughs> use your hands. I'm sure they work. But um, it's you too know. much to lose when you lay hands, Kendon, especially when you the girl got two points off the bench. She wanted to talk junk. Like, what is you doing? What, and what that, are we doing? And that's why I said 90 percent of the time you just walk away because like that again, it's I don't I don't really see the point. And it distracted from an amazing game yeah. that uh, Louisville played. It, it distracted from the fact that this Louisville team that we're seeing is the Louisville team that we thought we would see all year. Right. This is a, a Louisville team that. You know, and now going up against an, an old Miss team that uh, while they did have an amazing upset of Stanford, it's a Louisville team that is very beatable that Louisville is playing for the opportunity to uh, land themselves in the Elite Eight. You know, this is what more could you want? What yeah. what more could you truly want, uh, especially in this type of game where, like you said, it was never close. Yeah, it was after that first quarter. You know, the first quarter was back and forth. All of that was. You know, one for one, all right, punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch. And then that second quarter, Louisville said, wait a minute, we're the better team here. Yeah. We, I, don't, I don't know what they thought this was, but they don't they don't play like this in the Big 12. They yeah. say, go go back to your crop dusting and all that because we're different over here. And, yeah. and they surely did. They surely showed it. I think the biggest difference maker, difference maker was Morgan Jones, 10 points off the bench. I mean, there was a lot of help from the bench last night. Mm-hmm. Haley Van Lith clearly with her 21 points. But, you know, overall, they played a full team game, which they were finding and highlighting the people in their programs, you know, abilities and capabilities. And so it leads with Haley and then everything else falls to place. So it was nice for them to get the win. It sucks at the moment got taken away from the post-game shenanigans, but I still think that Louisville is in a great position. Four teams are making it to the Sweet 16. We'll talk about the two who did it from last night in just a second, but the tournament is heating up. I'm trying to tell you, if you do not enjoy basketball, you are nuts. Even if you do, like, listen, you are having a grand old time. Let's talk about it. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. No sweat, first bet, $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs. We're talking through the Sweet 16. So you got Notre Dame. You got Louisville. Mm. You got Miami. And you got Virginia Tech. We're yep. looking good. We we thought one more might make it, but four four ain't bad. I'm gonna take four in the Sweet Sixteen because that's literally twenty five. Is that twenty five percent? Yes, that's exactly twenty five percent. Come on, Candace, you are pretty, mm-hmm. and you can do basic math. Okay, period. So let's talk about the two Adam Monday's group who didn't make it. Triangle is looking kind of crazy right now. Let's just go ahead and say it. Let's triangle basketball is looking kind of crazy this year. Duke and Colorado. You're playing at home. You got everything before you. You've got a leader in Celeste Taylor. Stat of the year. You know what I'm saying? First NCAA woman to ever, can we say ever, ever get a stat line of, what, eight points, Mm -hmm. 10 assists, excuse me, eight points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, 10 steals. Ever. No one's ever done that in NCAA tournament history. And then you still hold the L. You held them to make the tie game. But then we couldn't go into overtime. But we couldn't get it in overtime. Colorado just kept punching them at the mouth. They never let them get themselves out of it. Even when Duke went up, they put themselves back in. 
it was just Colorado was the better team that night. I don't know if they were the better team total, but they were the better team that night. I mean, but that's what March Madness is. That's yeah. really and truly what March Madness is. You know, it isn't about who's been the better team all year. It's about literally getting hot at the right time, which, I mean, we could point to Louisville and say, this is not the Louisville team that we've seen all year. For this sure. is not. But they they showed up when it mattered most. And in terms of, of this uh, Duke team, you're never going to win when between uh, Celeste Taylor, when between Richardson, when between – uh Cheyenne Day Wilson you're looking at I believe they combined to shoot for like let's see here four eight of 35 eight of 35 like you know mixed for a long night two of 14 from deep you're never gonna win when that trio struggles I mean that's just not gonna happen that's just and so yes for all the great things that Celeste Taylor did in terms of uh rebounding defending all that good stuff Amazing. Nobody's yeah. selling that short. Nobody's discrediting that. But the reality is when your three main scores combine to shoot as poorly as they did, you can count your lucky stars to even be going to yeah. overtime, but you're not going to pull that game out. That's just, yeah. you know, every day and twice on Sunday, eight of 35 out of your best is going to get you an L. Kennedy Brown being scoreless and being your center is tough. That's just, you know, not getting fed in the paint, whatever, what have you. I think Reagan Richardson and Shade, Shade Wilson, uh, excuse me, let me make sure I get her name right. I'm all Cheyenne Day Wilson. Mm-hmm. It was, to me, an opportunity for her to maybe get going a little bit more and facilitate better. Like, I think when she was in the game, it was easier to see. But I understand Reg- Reagan's positioning. I understand what she means to the team and all the things. But I think Coach should have made the switch personally in terms of who was facilitating for the units. I mean, Kennedy Brown hasn't been a, a great scorer all year for this team. That's just sure, not been. But zero, zero. Don't I, be a great scorer, but you get more than zero. But I'm saying at the end of the day, when I'm in tournament time, I'm not looking at my players that are averaging five to six points a game and saying, hey, you need to have your one shining moment. I'm looking at my stars and saying, hey, it's time. It's time. Y'all, if we don't know which way to go, y'all need to make it easy and say, follow me. Follow me and I'll get you to the promised land. And but so zero, let, Kenton? Again, I, I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm not saying, hey, that's what you want. You want your center to be scoreless. You want your fourth and fifth options to be scoreless. I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I am saying is, I'm during tournament time, I'm looking at my stars. I'm looking at the, the players that I'm going to trust with the ball the most. And I'm going to say, Y'all need to make it easy for the rest of the team. Y'all need Look. to let them know, follow me, and I'll get you to wherever you want to go. And again, Celeste Taylor did that to some regard, but also her shot selection was tough to say. My least. girl needed to stop shooting threes. Yeah. I don't know who told her. Like once to me, once two don't go in, I might need to be a, need to be a layup lady tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I just need to be a jumper Judy. Like I don't need to be trying to shoot threes when that's not my shot tonight, and that's okay. But you also look at Cheyenne, zero for four from three. You mm-hmm. look at Reagan, two for five from three. Yeah. You look at uh, Bello, Belogan, Balogan, Balogan, two for five from three. Like the three was not going y'all way, but you also couldn't feed on the inside to get Kennedy going. So that's tough. That's tough. I mean, yeah, it, they. this was, 
At the end of the day, Colorado plays Colorado plays some Colorado plays some extremely tough defense. Yeah. Uh Jalen Sherrod was was all over the place. You know, you got to give her credit because one of the smallest players on the court showed yeah. up, showed out, did the thing for uh for Colorado. You at the end of the day, you tip your cap and you yeah. sometimes you just got to say, "Hey, this team, they got us." On yeah. this night, they were better than us. And um, that front court that they have, that combination of of Vonley and Miller, they went to work. That that was the biggest difference. Their front court put up twenty nine points, and yeah. Miller played forty four minutes. For Christ's sake, Quay Miller, <laughs> she deserves to get her love because I mean, it was a great season. It yeah. was a great season by this team. It was a great season. Again, they'll be back. Coach Lawson will be back. They'll be back. But it's tough because they have so much talent and it just hasn't materialized to the way in which I feel like they should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, first of all, and I don't want to, I don't want to call nobody out here. But, don't call nobody out, but go but, ahead. But I mean, for for this to be a a March Madness game, for this to be your only basketball game that was playing, the crazies were not crazy. The crazies were not crazy. I'm, I'm oh, like, we can call them out. Yeah, I thought you were talking about players. Yeah, the crazy. No, I'm was, not calling the players out. I was, it was very I was, dry in Cameron. I was looking around like you can't. This is your. This team had the opportunity and had all the makings of a team that could make a deep run, and you know who knows what could happen. All you got to do is get there, and, and it just was not the energy. It was giving wasn't wine and cheese. It was giving wine and cheese. Yeah, the energy wasn't in that building. It just it wasn't there, and it's it's very surprising given what we know about Cameron Indoor. It's very surprising. So hmm. you know that was a little disappointing. But at 100%. the end of the at the end of the day, Carol Lawson and his team will be back. I think that this is what a time for ACC women's basketball. We talked about how great they were in the regular season, and even in the postseason. Now we're seeing. That you know, we were right. This is a really, really good conference. So you know, that's that's all I got to say there. A hundred percent. Last game we want to touch on here. Let's talk about North Carolina and Ohio State. As we get into all of this NCAA tournament play, make sure you check out the Locked On College Basketball podcast. They have all the things looking around the nation, talking about your top teams as they prepare for the Sweet Sixteen on that side for the men's and women's this weekend and who will make it to the elite eight. It's all good. If you just, you know, keep pushing forward. So excited to see how that turns out now, North Carolina, Ohio state, another nail biting performance, another leave you on your seat. I was in the nail salon about to have a heart attack. Couldn't cuss, you know, they didn't really understand, you know, why I was so intense, but I was with my AirPods, like, you know, jolting and doing all the things because North Carolina was, you know, for all intents and purposes during that fourth quarter. I mean, third quarter, they were down by five. Going into fourth quarter, down by five. Lee got as big as 12 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Deja Kelly rolled her ankle. They were able to bounce back. And yet and still, nine seconds just proved to be too much time on the clock for Lacey Sheldon to get back down, get a little, get a nice little uh, floater, I'll call it, and ultimately win the game for the Buckeyes. Oh, I am so sad to see. Um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney Banghart losing makes me so sad. Um, I have shed many a tear uh, for Courtney Banghart because go, go away. her humility and kindness 
have always been the trademarks of this team. And no, but seriously, this was a a this was a game in which again, ACC women's basketball, they they won't go away. They just all of these teams simply will not go away. You think you've got them buried, you think you've got them dead, you think all right, this team is cooked and they just keep fighting back. Deja Kelly was out there with one and a half ankles and still fighting and, and doing the best that she could. Pause, um, pause, the, pause, 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 pause before you she had one and a half ankles and probably should have sat her tail down. Just like Armando, when you have one and a half ankles, you probably need to sit your tail down. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Not, like, okay, not, I mean, so in football, you, you always joke about how people like get shot up in the back and they do what they got to do. I don't feel like that happens in college college basketball. Not in the same way. I mean, I don't know what, what does or doesn't go down in basketball to that degree of in terms of injuries and whatnot. I, I really and truly don't know. Um, but... I, what I will say is this. Sometimes if you're not better than your replacement, you're being a net negative. You're being a net negative. And come on. You know, there are there are times where you may be the player, but you you've got to objectively say to yourself, this game is too big for me to say I need to go win it when, you know, some of these freshmen, some of these backups that were were coming in were doing the thing. You know what I mean? Between Caleb McPherson, between Paris, they were they were playing very good ball off the bench. And so it's, I, I kind of understand why you're saying that, Hey, she probably should have sat down there. Um, But with that being said, again, you know, what are you going to do? Right? Like, what are you going to do? I I want the coaches at Carolina to have some hooks. Some, I need them to get bigger brass ones because to me, if your team is able to get back in the game and even take the lead, Mm-hmm. And you decide for yourself, nah, I need to put the girl who's hobbling in. Like, she's, you know, you're 4.5 players. You're not at full strength. And you have good guards on that bench. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's, as a coach, you're faced with a decision. Right. Do you play with that four and a half, but that half is your best player? Or do you, you know, risk losing and have people asking why wasn't Deja in the game because she got a broke ankle the hell you mean (laughs) well yeah but but even but even with the ankle situation she was still I I mean she hit she hit she hit the game time jumper I'm not taking away from the girl she had 22 points she is a leader but I also feel like when she was out they played more team ball I feel like Kennedy Todd Williams stepped up in a big way Alyssa Usby started making her layups you know it just it felt a little better the energy was different. I also think just by the end of the game, not having Eva Hodgson in was the Achilles heel. No pun intended. But knowing that she could shoot a three if she had needed to, knowing that she has been their best shooter, arguably with Deja and Alyssa all season, it was tough not having her in. I know she probably is sick to stomach because she knows she could have been in there and scored some points for them. Absolutely. I mean, I, at the end of the day, this was a, a great game. There were yeah. a lot of, of really good games here. Somebody has to lose, you know. And, Somebody got to lose. We're always very sad when it is our, our <laughs> brothers and sisters in Chapel Hill who have Thank to lose. You. It's a shame, really. It's a sin and a shame. Are you done? I'm, but what's but what's tough, really, seriously, if you look at the triangle – yeah, we have no schools in the Sweet Sixteen, on the mm-hmm. men or women's side, mm-hmm. and you know to be this hoop state of sorts, 
it's a little difficult, you know, because I think that the way our teams have gone out, I think Duke, you know, they were just having an off day. But everybody else, it was a tough showing. I mean, when I look at when I look at all of the teams, all of the North Carolina teams and, and how they, you know, uh, were, were disposed of, all of the ACC teams out of North Carolina and how they were disposed of in the tournament, I'm honestly looking up and saying, hey, in the words of Frank Sinatra, that's life. Like, it's, it's I mean, NC State saw a Creighton team that plays such great defense that they can, like, land on your ankle while you're shooting and – Somehow, you gonna let that go today. You gonna let that go today. Again. You gonna again, let that go today. Again, a player tore his ankle up, landed on, landed in somebody else's shooting space, and the rest was just like everything looks good here. That checks out. I mean, on the women's side, there you you've got a team that wasn't very interested in in winning at in terms of NC State women's basketball, having their final four possessions be turnover, 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 no shot because they ran out of time. Um, you go to go to the Duke teams. Like you said, Duke, Duke in, in their tournament loss, Duke got hottest fish grease at the end of the season. But that Duke team that we saw at the end of the season isn't who – I mean, you are who you were when you got here. The Duke women's team, to say that they were cold as ice is an understatement. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that if the Colorado Buffs cheerleaders – Were the basketballs there, all right? Were they, were they okay? Did, did exactly. Exactly. Somebody would have hit the – it's cold in here – cheer with with every time uh one of their big three put up a shot yeah and and when you look at unc on the women's side the men's side didn't exactly get into the dance so get it out get it out uh but the women's side i mean you ran up against a great team you yeah. had some injury problems you know it's life it, it shakes out like that sometimes where it's like so we're talking we're talking up hoop state to it's life it's just that's just that's just them them's breaks yeah, it does. To me, it really, I think it's unrealistic to say, like, you know, we need to, there should be a, a, a North Carolina team in uh, the Sweet 16 every single year. It's just not realistic. It's, it's just not, you know. I hear you, but as someone who's lived and grown up in the Hoop State, it's hard to even imagine, even if it's Duke, even if it's NC State, you know, it's hard to imagine not any of them being, you know, moving on. For men and women's side. Well, I mean, even if I mean one of those programs was the flag bearer, making sure that we made the Sweet Sixteen for the last I don't know four years or so. But anywho, are you talking about is, NC State women? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but that's neither that's neither here nor there. I mean, hey, you know, I love Raider Perez and Diamond Johnson, but NC State has a point guard coming in that's taller than five nine next year. So. uh yeah, the rest of the ACC should be on notice. They should be. Should they? Because okay, anyway, the number nine player in the nation is coming, and everybody's just like, I mean, oh, Tania Rivers is good too, but here we are. So anyway, I say all that to say, I ultimately think that you know, if we look at the Blue Buds changing of the guards, it's new energy. I love that for Miami, right? I love. We thought Miami was going to be the team that comes in and be the football program that takes over. Ooh, hold up, who knew it was going to be the basketball programs? Yeah. Doing it right, who knew that the ACC was going to be holding on to their one shining moment in Miami men's basketball and upset activity from Miami women? And now, from Notre Dame, Louisville, and Virginia Tech, we have a lot more to root for on the women's side. But yeah, you know, it's always good to see on my end. Kenton, final thoughts here before we get out again. This, you know, to make up one fourth of the Sweet 16, that's a huge deal, that's a very big deal, and I don't think that that should be understated. I don't yeah. think that anybody should look at that. 
and say like, oh, well, this is what they were supposed to do. Because I mean, objectively, it's not. Like yeah. a majority of our teams who are in at this point have beaten teams that were um, seated higher than them. And, you know, everybody expects the uh, the women's tournament to be chalky. And it wasn't. It wasn't right. If it was if it was chalky, Louisville is gone. If it's if it if everything goes perfectly good and everything is is chalky, then we see um, less teams than we have currently in the uh, in the Sweet 16. Miami is gone. They don't beat Indiana, but our teams find a way. And I don't believe that any other conference has more teams than us in the Sweet 16. So, you know, again, say what you want. Say what you want, but you look at the SEC, they've got four teams in. You look at the Big Ten, I you can't count UCLA yet because they're still in the uh Pac 12 or whatever. Yeah, Pac 12. So you're looking at um you're looking at the Big Ten having, I want to say one, two, three teams in there. You hey, we're doing what we need to do as a conference. We're yeah. doing what we need to do as a conference. They're holding it down, doing what they need to do. I love to see it. P.O.P. Hold us down. All right, guys, come back tomorrow. We'll have talks through previewing the Sweet 16 matchups and getting ready for what will be an exciting weekend for college hoops. For Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.